With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour one. Did you miss me? Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on the show, 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. As always, you can text Eric E R I C K to three three seven seven seven. Thank you to so many of you who sent birthday wishes. I appreciate it. I uh, had a had a fine birthday and a fine week off with my family. We wound up not being able to go to Arizona. My wife was too sick to get on the plane, so uh, we canceled it. Uh, thankfully, we we're able to get our money back from everything. Uh, and we went up to a place in North Georgia called Barnsley Gardens. Uh, I love to go. And we actually probably had a better time there than we would have in Arizona with all the driving and stuff. It was great. Now we got to get to the news. I want to review with you just a little bit while I was gone. And we now return to regular programming, the debt ceiling fight, because the president signed it into law over the weekend. I am a little bit surprised that Joe Biden decided to sign the debt ceiling law over the weekend, but before that, to address the nation on Friday night. Now, I was on vacation. A lot of people were on vacation last week. It was Memorial Day weekend. He decided to address the nation on Friday night. Now, you don't actually address people on a Friday night if you want people to pay attention. In fact, uh, the news leaks often on Friday evenings because the people in Washington know and in politics know you leak bad stories on a Friday evening because nobody's going to pay attention to them. Everybody's gone. So the president of the United States decided to address the nation on Friday night about the debt ceiling, and nobody watched it. It generated no buzz. It was talked about some on the Sunday shows. But it's just kind of a boneheaded move to do that. He wanted to try to gloat and declare himself the winner. He wanted to do that because he had to make compromises. It was, after all, the president of the United States who said he would not negotiate and only wanted a clean debt ceiling. And he refused to negotiate and then had to negotiate. The Republicans, for their part, they didn't get a great deal. Now, this is the divide between Republicans and conservatives. And, and by the way, I, I, I want to say this, and it's going to come across as insulting to some people. I don't mean it to be. But for the last number of years, I've had a number of people tell me, well, you're not actually a conservative. You're more moderate than me. And it was solely because of my views on Donald Trump. It had nothing to do with principle or conviction. It had everything to do with my views on Donald Trump. I'm not a fan. And I've been regularly told by people, well, you're not actually a conservative because of this. 
as they redefine conservatism to mean loyalty to a person as to an idea. And so it's very interesting to see this debt ceiling deal. The conservatives in Congress and I don't like it. The people who really are Republican more than they're conservative think it was a great thing. There's a real dividing line on policies here between are you a conservative or are you a Republican? And, you know, you can be a conservative and not be a Republican. In fact, I don't really know what the hell Republican stands for anymore other than your opposition to the Democrats. It doesn't seem to have any guiding principles. But what's more notable is that so many of the people over time who were Republicans first, not conservatives, are out there mad at people like me because this was a bad deal. Better to have shut down the government than to have taken this deal. Personally, I think. What does the deal do? Well, it gets rid of the debt ceiling for $4 trillion. It punts it until very noticeably right after the 2024 election. So a lame duck session of Congress will be able to raise the debt ceiling. They designed it so a lame duck session of Congress after the next presidential election will deal with it. So Joe Biden will deal with it, not whoever beats Joe Biden. They still raise spending, only 1%, but they raise spending. They capped some discretionary spending, but not retroactively uh, for the future. And they're slowing the rate of growth at the Defense Department at a time that China is apparently converting its entire country into agriculture, which suggests they're building up food stocks in anticipation of war. I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but the Chinese government is now declaring that uh, current fields and fallow fields in China need to be plowed and seeded and prepare for food harvests. Why? Because they're trying to get their grain stock up before they launch an invasion because they know one of the things Western world leaders will do is stop agricultural subsidies to China. Should be a big red flag for us that within the next two years, there's probably going to be a war with China. And we're not taking our defense seriously in this country. Now, while all of this is happening, there is infighting on the GOP side. I, I got to tell you, I, I was surprised that Kevin McCarthy could pull this through, as were the Democrats. But he did pull it through, and then I was surprised the Democrats were caught so flat-footed. It was a, a tough road to hoe for McCarthy, but one of the things that should be noted is how Republicans were very united on the need for some level of reform. I think they should have gotten more, but they wanted some, and they were very united on that, despite so many of the Kevin McCarthy uh, deniers out there saying there's no way they can get a deal. When the Republicans got a deal together, you should probably recognize that there was some level of unity on standing up to Joe Biden. And the Democrats, they, they couldn't read the tea leaves. How bad are you at reading tea leaves when you see the Republicans come out with their initial framework in the House, you did not think they could do it, they do it, and you're still like, well, we're not going to negotiate. You, buddy, you got to negotiate. And they finally did. But now there's this infighting on the Republican side. One of the, the striking ones is Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene had cast herself as this conservative outsider. Now that Republicans are in charge, she's more and more trying to be a friend of Kevin McCarthy. She was fine with the debt ceiling deal. Conservatives were not, she was. She was fine with Kevin McCarthy for speaker. Conservatives were not, she was. And now she's done this entire role reversal on the release of the January 6th videos. Marjorie Taylor Greene had been very strident in we need to release all the tapes about January 6th. Show everybody everything so people can see there was a setup. And now she's even walking that back after Kevin McCarthy expressed concerns. I I, I got to tell you, are you finally realizing that this woman's been playing you the whole time? She's been playing at being a conservative and, and really isn't. She's fine with Kevin McCarthy. She's fine with the death ceiling. She's fine with, with, with uh, not releasing the January 6th tapes all of a sudden. I mean, you know, my buddy Rich McCormick, who's the congressman for the 6th Congressional District in Georgia, he's considered more moderate than Marjorie Taylor Greene. He voted against the debt ceiling deal. He thought it was a bad deal. They should have gotten more. I had people blasting me last week in email. I saw while I was on vacation. I can't believe that you supported him because he's such a squishy voted against the deal. And the person you're all seal clapping voted for it is really remarkable. And while all of this is happening, there's something else that's happening too. We got to deal with the Federal Reserve. The Dow is down right now as I'm speaking. Uh, a lot of people were gambling on the fact that you would not have a Federal Reserve rate hike. And then the jobs numbers came out on Friday. Superficially, the jobs numbers look good. They outpaced what people thought. The jobs number seemed to suggest the economy is roaring. But if you actually dug into the numbers, there's some problems. A lot of it is people are getting second jobs. They're struggling to make ends meet. A lot of it is people are working multiple jobs for fewer hours. And a lot of it is still people are coming back into the workforce because we're still having labor crisis. You know, there's a pilot shortage in the country right now. There's actually a, a plumbing shortage in the country right now. It is hard to find plumbers. Plumbers are overworked. It's a struggle in the economy still for a lot of people. A lot of businesses continue to close. Mom and pop shops in particular are having a harder time. So we were in Barnsley Gardens, North Georgia. And we went to Rome, not Italy, Georgia. Went over to Rome several times. Those of you listening on WRGA, as some of you recognize me on the streets. The downtown area there, it's, it's your, your kind of old school downtown area, old town, downtown. Lots of revitalized shops, great little restaurants, bakeries and the like. Sadly, my I, I nearly went bankrupt. There were several clothing stores my, my wife and daughter decided to, to go into. And I'm like, ah, how much is this going to be? Thought I was saving some money by not going to Arizona. Nope. The number of help wanted signs. Every store needed help. We, we have really good jobs numbers in the country. But there are a heck of a lot of help wanted signs all over the place.
So I was reading a story the other day. Don't shoot me. I was reading it. It was a credible news site. Now I'm trying to think of which one it was. It wasn't CNBC. It was it was a business news. It wasn't the Financial Times. But I promise, I promise, I promise, it was a credible news site. And the story was that strippers know we're already in a recession. <laughs> I promise it was a real news website that I was reading this on. That strippers are a are a leading indicator of recessions. Why? Because you and I may not like to think about it, but a lot of young men in industry still entertain clients at strip clubs. Something that I thought they stopped doing in like the 90s, apparently they still do. Except they're not right now. There are fewer and fewer people, and and this this was an interview. <laughs> yes, I promise it was a legitimate news story that this essentially interviews with these women that um, they're seeing less business, that their tips are in decline, that they, they they tend to be harbingers of bad things to come, and these ladies are not getting as much money as they used to, and attendance is down, and that's a harbinger of things to come. Uh, and you know, it is true. It actually is a true story. And, and you Google these sorts of things and you find that there are these sort of leading indicators of, of bad things to come. And this is one of them. And, and then you go to a, a small town America, you see the number of help wanted signs. They can't find people to fill the jobs. And yet you continue to see how good, uh, the jobs numbers are. It tells you things are coming unraveled at the seams. And so we've got this debt ceiling fight where there's no real measurable savings. There's no real decline in the national debt. They have no interest in actually dealing with the problem. We have an economic situation in the country that seems superficially to be very good. But when you like pull up the hood, you understand that this is not a good thing. And we got all these Republicans jumping into the race right now. Oh, and by the way, um, don't look now, but Saudi Arabia has announced it's cutting its oil again. It's going to send the price of a barrel of oil up, and that is going to hurt us this summer. The Saudis are at war with Joe Biden. They do not like him. They think he has disrespected them, and he has. And you and I are going to pay for it. The Saudis, in fact, have invited the Venezuelan leader to come to Saudi Arabia, another guy the United States doesn't like. The Saudis are sending us signals— And the Biden administration isn't paying attention. And they don't want us to drill any more oil here, which makes us more dependent on the Saudis, who don't have our interest at heart anymore because they don't like Joe Biden. All of these things are are colliding together after this debt ceiling fight. Something wicked this way comes economically, militarily with China. And now we've got a bunch of other people, Doug Burgum, I had to look him up. He's the governor of North Dakota, announcing he's running for president. Mike Pence filed his paperwork today. You've got this massive Republican primary coming, and you've got the New York Times finally beginning to run its stories that Joe Biden might just be too old to be president. These are wild, uncertain times. I'm glad to be back with you so we can cover them all. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the Fruited Plain. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, we may be a little more loose with phone calls since I've been on vacation for a week. Fully recharged the batteries. I got some golf lessons. My son got a golf lesson. And then, all right. So, 
I wasn't going to do this here. I, in fact, I recorded a video earlier so that I wouldn't do it here, but I got no impulse control when it comes to this. Can I just, it is my, it is the Eric Erickson show. I should be able to do this. I am a bad golfer, and I want you to know I'm a bad golfer because people say they are bad golfers, and one of my pet peeves in life is that people who are good golfers compared to me say they're bad golfers, and then I go play golf with them, and they don't want to play golf with me because I haven't been lying. I'm a bad golfer. I've gotten better at it. Uh, my buddy Kyle Morris, he's a golf pro up at uh, Barnes the Garden where we went, great golf instructor, actually hits me consistently coming off the game. My son a lesson. My son's now being a little more diligent, but we're not good golfers. I would just like to note that we went to play golf yesterday, my son and I, my 14-year-old father-son time on the golf course. And there was a threesome in front of us and a twosome in front of them, and there were people behind us, and it had been raining, so there was a rain delay, so the course was backed up. And these three dudes in front of us waited on a par four. That is, it should take you four shots, four hits to get to the hole. They're waiting on the tee box until the people in front of them get to the green, a good long ways away. And then they tee off and never make it to the fairway. Like they're terrible. Like I'm bad and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I look really good right now. Like these guys are going to see me and think I'm a good golfer because I'm terrible, but they're even worse than me. And they played so slow. And then the one of them laid down on the green to line up his putt, the putt he was never going to actually make because he's a bad golfer. Why? If you can't play good, play fast, please. Now, I must tell you about Advantage Gold. With this topsy-turvy stock market today, they might be able to do you some favors. Advantage Gold can help you learn how to use precious metals as part of your retirement. Call them at 800-450-2566. You got all these crazy stock market turmoils. You got inflation. You still got the Fed probably raising interest rates. Gold and silver might be something you want to use in your 401k, your IRA, your general investment strategies. Advantage Gold can help you. 800-450-2566. Call them at least. Get the free gold IRA investment kit. See how you use gold and silver in your IRA, your 401k, and how to comply with the rules. The IRS actually has particular rules on how you have to store your gold and silver if you want it as part of your a retirement account. Call them. 800-450-2566. Get the free gold IRA investment kit. Talk to them. Let them answer your questions. Their only gimmick is that they don't do gimmicks. You're not going to get a hard push to buy precious metals from them, but they will help you. And if they earn your trust, maybe do business with them. Good people, 800-450-2566. Call Advantage Gold. Tell them I sent you. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. How's about we take a phone call here from Daniel? Welcome to the show. Eric, there's nothing like the real deal, so I'm glad you're back from vacation, buddy. Thank you. Um, I'm sure it was well-rested and well-deserved. Um, I know you. I heard you talking about um, um, seeing a lot of signs at different businesses, I'm sure, within your community, you know, route and about, um, that you're help wanted. And I actually talked with this gentleman who was, standing on the street corner near a place that I used to work, he said, uh, you know, homeless, hungry, help. And then he also had below it, he goes, 
cash, Venmo, PayPal, Zelle accepted. Uh-huh. And I'm going, are you kidding me? If you can do that, dude, you can go to work. And he goes, and I said, look, Publix is hiring right there just, what, 500 yards away from me. He goes, yeah, but they're only offering $12.10 an hour. And I looked at him and I said, look, buddy, you need to take what you can get and be thankful for it until you can find something better that's coming along. That's exactly what I had to do for the first few months of 2023 after um, my divorce. And now, Eric, I'm actually a grassroots canvasser, a paid grassroots canvasser uh, for the conservative group Americans for Prosperity. Uh, Not only am I out there um, getting paid, but I'm out there making a difference for something that I believe and want to support. Um, And I'm doing that and I'm happy. Um, But the thing is, people need to sometimes just swallow their pride and take what they can get until they can find something that's better to come along. You can't just be, you know, pick uh, uh, beggars and choosers when it comes to a job. You know, there are jobs out there. You just need to be willing to go and work for them. All right. First of all, you you, you kind of hid the lead there, Daniel. You're working for AFP. Good for you. Such a good group. Yes, sir. Um, they, they really are. But also, yes, well said. You know, it's funny you should say that because I, when I got off the interstate today to come to my office, there was a guy who very similar had Venmo and uh, yeah, I forget what the other one, Cash App, I think it was. Uh, willing that to take donations. Bell, everything. Yeah, I, and I was, son, you, you got that much hustle to to get this stuff set up, and you, you've clearly got a phone that you could do stuff. It's like, can't you, I mean, you're standing out. It's it's a fairly mild day today, but, I mean, go. There are so many people who want jobs, and, you know, part of this, too, and Daniel, thanks very much for the phone call, is I, I just I wasn't going to get into this, but, Daniel, this is your fault. It, it It's worth me getting into. I saw video while I was on vacation. There was an interstate and it was a naked dude in the middle of the road on an interstate, on an interstate running like in a three or four lanes in, in the middle, blocking traffic running, did not have clothes on at all. When I was little, <laughs> this is one of my kids' favorite stories. When I was a little kid, I learned what sanctuary meant uh, because my friend, John Scott McDonald, his grandparents lived across the street from my parents. We lived in a small town. This was uh, before we had moved to Dubai. And uh, a naked man, Mr. McDonald, was building us a treehouse. And a naked man had gotten up in the treehouse. He was an insane man who had escaped from the local insane asylum and was up there, uh, jumps out, uh, breaks his leg, hobbles himself down the street to the Catholic Church screaming sanctuary. It was quite an exciting time. Occasionally, you had the crazy people break out of the insane asylum. But they were at the insane asylum. We got a lot of people roaming the streets of America right now who should be institutionalized. And during the 70s, when Jimmy Carter was president and Democrats were in charge of Congress, they got the great idea of mainstreaming crazy people into society, putting them in halfway houses and Section 8 housing and the like, many of them uh, getting off their treatments, not taking their medicines, and it has gotten worse. So many of the homeless people we see around America are people with drug problems, with mental health problems, with schizophrenia, and the rise of schizophrenia in the young because of marijuana. That's going to be a problem we're going to be dealing with for quite a while now. 
because more and more data shows that uh, people under the age of 25, if they begin regularly smoking marijuana because it's so much more concentrated now than it used to be, they're going to have schizophrenia problems later in life. We need to rebuild and reopen the insane asylums of this country. A lot of these people, if they were institutionalized, if they were treated, if they got help, we might actually be able to help them. But while you're just allowing them to roam the community and, and calling them unhoused instead of homeless, that's what we're going to do. Instead of treating them, we're just going to call them unhoused as if the house is the problem. And then, of course, there's the contingent of people who would rather stand on the street and beg. Now, you know, so I have, a, I wrestle, you know, there's that line of scripture about if, if you see someone in need, help them, it could be an angel. And I wrestle with that one. I, I've got a friend of mine who's a pastor who keeps a wad of cash with him at all times. And if he sees a homeless person begging, he gives them money. I'm like, you're probably feeding their habit. Like, but it might be an angel. It's like, yeah. Or someone addicted to angel dust. I, 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 I would, I mean, help them. Like I, I had a woman come up to me and this woman's notorious. She has this SUV. Uh, it's an old beat up Chevy suburban and she piles all of her kids into it. And if you're grocery shopping at my grocery store, uh, right before it closes, she pulls up and she begs for help. And I was like, I will go inside and I will get the number to the local shelter for you and your kids. She drove off. She just wanted cash. And I went in, and they're like, she does this all the time. I am I try to have a generous spirit, and I try to be generous with friends. But I got to tell you, uh, continually giving handouts to homeless people and encouraging them is just making the problem worse. It was one of the notable things, actually. Uh, so we were in Rome, Georgia a lot this past week for our vacation. Beautiful little town. If you've ever seen Dead Poets Society. Uh, the famous Robin Williams movie it was filmed at Berry College, one of the most beautiful colleges in the country, and it's up there uh, in the mountains. It's beautiful. My kids noticed they never saw a homeless person, and they never smelled marijuana when they were driving around. You know, in a lot of cities these days, it happened to me last night, more and more you smell people smoking weed in their car. And it was n distinctly noticeable up there that you didn't, you weren't ambushed by homeless people, and you weren't ambushed like having to turn the the recirculated air on in your car because it smelled like weed outside. It was it was a noticeable culture, shock to the kids, so noticeable that they commented on it. And around the country these days, uh, you, you're dealing with these what, what the left would prefer you to believe were just urban campers. They've just decided to pitch their tent on the on the sidewalk. Uh, it's absurd. And I do suspect you could possibly, um, you, you, you could get a presidential candidate to decide to make a big issue about re rebuilding and, and reestablishing mental hospitals around this country to institutionalize people and get them off the streets and get them the help they need. For a bunch of compassionate progressives, they really have just washed their hands of this problem and said, just go live in the streets, people. And it's not helping any of us. Now, uh, there's breaking news, which I need to get to. Let me pull up this audio here. 
Uh, I've got it uh, on the file. Here we go. This is happening right now. This is from CNN. We've taken the last six months to really kind of look at things where everything is, and I've made the decision not to run for president on the Republican ticket in 2024. Obviously, a lot goes into that decision, but um, it's been quite an adventure, but not the end of the adventure by any means. That, my friends, is Chris Sununu. So we have some news. Chris Sununu may be the only Republican that has decided not to run for president of the United States. He tells Dana Bash at CNN, there is a very large field and candidates need to be called out when they are in single digits and splitting the non-Trump vote. Uh, He suspected many will quit by Christmas. And that is true. Now, I just ran the numbers and and, uh, let me give you the numbers. So we're in June uh, we're at June 5th. In, on June 5th, 2007, it was Rudy Giuliani, 27%. John McCain, 16%. Fred Thompson at 12%. Mitt Romney at 10% in the Republican polling in 2007. June 5th, 2007. It was Rudy Giuliani at 27.2%, John McCain at 16.5%, Fred Thompson at 12.7%, Mitt Romney at 10.2%. Giuliani had been as high as about 40%. Now, the situation has changed now, obviously. You're at... um, You're at Donald Trump is at 53% today. Ron DeSantis at 22%. Uh, No one else in double digits, just those two. In fact, the Real Clear Politics polling average today, you've got uh, Trump 53.2%, DeSantis 22.4%, Nikki Haley 4.4%, Mike Pence 3.8%, Vivek Ramaswamy 2.6%, Tim Scott 1.6%, Glenn Youngkin, who's probably not going to run at 1%, Chris Sununu, who's not running at 1%, Chris Christie at 1%, Larry Elder, I forgot he was running, at uh, five-tenths of a percent, Asa Hutchinson at uh, four-tenths of a percent. Chris Christie is going to announce his presidential run this week. Probably has something to do with Sununu saying he's not going to run. Uh, And Mike Pence has filed his paperwork today to run. Someone else who's going to run for president of the United States on the Republican side is Doug Burgum. Uh, in fact, he's released this video. I'll play you some of this video uh, right now. Burgum is the governor of North Dakota. He put this up coming soon. Watch for a preview of Wednesday's big announcement. Uh, this is a little bit, it's scenes of the North Dakota wilderness. Some fancy patriotic sounding music. My dad died when I was 14, freshman year of high school. They pulled me off our basketball team bus and told me the news. I grew up in a tiny town in North Dakota. Woke was what you did at 5 a.m. to start the day. A place where neighbors rally around you. My mom was our rock. And it goes on from there. Governor of North Dakota running for president of the United States. Everybody's like, Doug who? Uh, welcome to the race, uh, Governor Burgum, but why? 
There's rumor Greg Abbott wants to get in. Uh, We are repeating what happened in 2016, a massive array of candidates in 2016. I mean, shall we remember we had Trump, Cruz, Kasich, Rubio, Carson, Bush, Christie, Fiorino, Walker, Paul, Huckabee, Jindal, Perry, Santorum, Graham, Pataki, uh, and it just it didn't work out well. Now, I, we should be curious to see. I, I'm actually suddenly, let's, let's see here. Um, in, let's see, 06, 05, 2016, 06, 05, 2015, rather, who was the lead for the um, GOP then? Um, let's see. It was in the lead at the time, Jeb Bush with 10%. No, no, no. It's Marco Rubio with 13.3% of the time. Fascinating. Y'all, we got a long way to go, and we got a lot of candidates coming into the race. You got Mike Pence filed his paperwork today. He'll announce formally uh, later this week. Chris Christie is expected to announce tomorrow. Doug Bergen of North Dakota is going to announce on Wednesday. Chris Sununu of New Hampshire says he's not going to run. We may still have more people get into the race, too. Big, crowded field. The only two people in double digits right now are Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Trump is above 50%. But since DeSantis announced there's been a measurable increase in his support and a decline in Trump's support, Nikki Haley has gone up just a little bit, not much. She's still in single digits at uh, just under 5%, but there's still a race out there. Still a long time before votes are even cast. Seven months before votes are cast. And not all these candidates will even meet the requirements to get on stage at the RNC debate. Many of them will be with me in Atlanta in August at the gathering. Mike Pence confirmed on Friday he'll be joining me. We still got a long way to go, though. Now, while I was up in North Georgia this week on vacation, uh, I actually thought, were are they like trolling me? What is it? No, they actually used the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Uh, in the hotel room. So all the, the we were in these little cottages. This, this place we go, like to take the kids. It's like an English garden. It's, it's got a, a long green space and little cottages on both sides, and those are the hotel rooms. And if you get a group of hotel rooms together in one of the houses, they open it up so you have a living room, little kitchenette area as well. It was great. But they have fireplaces, and they use the Eden Pure Thunderstorm in all the hotel rooms. I thought it was just because I was coming, but actually they use them in all the rooms. They leave them running if the fireplaces have been run, and it gets rid of the smoke. So it's not just me telling you. It's this place uses them. You can get three of them for less than $200 by going to EdenPureDeals.com today. EdenPureDeals.com. You'll see a discount code box. You put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. And you get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You're saving $200. You get free shipping. And like they do at this at this place, you plug them into the wall. They're small. You can hold them in your hand. And if there's a bad odor, a smoke odor, a pet odor, a litter box odor, a cooking odor, a musty odor, you just let them run and they wipe out the odors. We came into the rooms. I unplugged them. The, the smell was gone from the fireplaces. They just work. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is just Eric. My name, E-R-I-C-K. Get three of them for less than $200. EdenPureDeals.com. Rich Lowry at National Review put up a video this morning of kids going into an elementary school today. And the teachers are having them run through a giant rainbow poster uh, and grab pride flags. It's celebrating pride. It 
it looks, and he notes this, like a high holy day, like a religious experience. And can we just note, as much as I get uh, criticized sometimes for talking about religion on this program, pride as a month-long celebration has all of the attributes of a high holy day in the way people are encouraged to celebrate it. It really has become part of the secular religion. I mean, what we see taking shape in our society today is the manifestation of religion, but a secular religion. There's, there's, It's a worship of self, not a worship of a god. But it still has all of the attributes of it. You've got celebration. You've got liturgy. You've got ecclesiology. You've got doctrines and orthodoxy and heresies and heretics and apostates. You've got high priests. It really is remarkable what we are seeing. And watching the number of schools in this country. Now, a lot of schools in the South are out by Memorial Day. It's it's northern western schools as well that tend to stay in beyond and into June and the level of attention given to Pride and Pride Month. But what is notable is that Pride has always, in religious circles, been controversial. It's always been contentious. But I just find it very notable that it is more controversial and contentious now when it's not just about people who may love others of the same sex, but when all of them and us are asked to also believe that people with mental health problems don't have mental health problems, but actually have somehow changed their gender. And you now have the outrage at Target and Anheuser-Busch, their stocks down, J.P. Morgan uh, downgrading Target today. All of these things, you're seeing a public backlash. There has always been, and don't get me wrong here, there's always been public pushback from the religious right on pride. It's never been that effective. But you throw in the trans agenda and the bullying that comes from that community towards others and the embrace of that community by Target Bud Light, you're seeing a public backlash that's actually impacting negatively the stocks of these companies. It should probably tell people a lot, but I don't think it will because this is religious now. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.